Hello, this is Matthew Sullivan, the club advisor for the Big Bend Writing Club, and today I'm going to read a story by club member N.F. Locke. It's called Better. The creaking of a door opening was the only invitation I had to enter as I walked through the door to a dark room. The only light I had came from the flashlight in my hand. My hand shook so much that the light shook throughout the new room I'd found. My heart beat faster and faster as I slowly moved my legs forward and into the dark room. Its darkness was almost inviting, like it wanted me to discover what was hiding in the darkness. My sneakers made the old wooden floor creak as I walked through the room. My heart beat in my ears as my fear grew. I saw a glint of something shiny in front of me, and then another, and then four more. I gasped for air as the glints came forward into the light of my flashlight. I heard the door I had opened slam shut and sound off a large bang. The loud sound made me jump and drop my flashlight to the floor. I tried to catch the fragile light before it hit, but I couldn't grab the thing fast enough with my quivering fingers, and I heard the small crash of the light bulb breaking. My heart instantly increased, and I thought I would, it would jump out of my chest and leave me behind to deal with whatever was attached to the glints I saw in the room. I tried to backtrack to the door I had entered. I made it to what felt like wallpaper. Parts of the wallpaper were gone, and I felt the old furnished wood beneath it, but no door or any sign of there being one. This did not help my heart any more than my flashlight being destroyed had. Then the thought hit me. The door was gone. I leaned against the wall and curled up into a ball as I felt helpless. I just wanted whatever there was in this room to take me and finish me off, however they wanted to do it. I cried as I thought of my mom and dad. <laughs> they were going to be so mad that I was going to be late for dinner again tonight. Last time I stayed too long at Timmy's house and my mom had to drag me out of the pillow fort I made with him. Then I had a glint of hope. Maybe they would accept me and actually help me. I remember the house being old when I first entered because my dog was stupid and ran into the old house on the hill when we were playing fetch. So whatever was here, whatever was alive, must have been living in here for a while. I dropped my hands to the ground to get up and felt a small cardboard box and something that felt a little weird, almost like it was wax. I opened the box and pulled out what felt like a small stick with a powdery top. The side of the cardboard box had the same feeling as the stick. What would happen if I rubbed them together? I did it and instantly there was a small flame in the stick I had. Wait, mom told me what these were called and I remember her saying that I wasn't allowed to touch them unless I was older. Matches! I picked up the waxy object in my other hand and held it up to the little light I had. It was a candle. The candle was very large. It was almost as big as my forearm. The flame licked my fingers and I dropped the match onto the ground. I was left in the dark with a hurt finger. 
I lit another match and lit the candle to replace the flashlight I had before. I looked around for the flashlight, but it was gone. No sign of smashed glass or even the handle. Everything was gone, like nothing had ever fallen onto the floor. What happened to the light? I saw a glint in the corner of my eye and remembered what had, ha what had appeared before. The other sets. I looked at them again and s kind of saw some color around the glint. They looked like old eyes, only yellowed more than the bright white that is normally around a person's eye. I went forward toward the closest glint and tried to see what was there, but it moved. The glint dodged my candle and slinked further into the darkness. I tried to follow the glint further and further, but it turned into a game of tag where I was it and the glints were my target. But it was like trying to play with one of those fast runners that earn the gold medals against other countries. I had no chance of catching them. I tried one more time to catch more than a glint of their eyes, but I lost the game again and received a different reaction. When the glint slinked away from me, I heard some sort of a growl come from the glint. It scared me so much that I ran back to the wall and found the matches and candle. I set the candle next to me and pulled my knees to my chest and cried. I wanted this nightmare to end. I wanted to be home listening to the lecture my father would be giving me right now for being late. I didn't care if he was pissed. I would even be happy hearing him yell my name in anger because at least then I would know that he cares for me and wants me to be safe. I felt something on my shoulders, something warm and soft. I lifted my head to see what was on me. A blanket full of patches was resting on my shoulders. What put it there? Why were these people or creatures being mean to me and yet comforting me. The blanket felt warm and comfortable. I pulled it over my body and looked up to see the glints crowding around me. They all looked at me and one seemed lower than the others, kind of like it was sorry for something. Were you the one that growled at me? I asked. The lower glint moved up and down like a nod. I smiled and felt a little comfort. These glints had feelings and felt remorse. They felt guilt for mean actions. That thought gave me comfort. Would these things watch over me and accept me? The answers would come after some rest. So I rested. Danny! Danny! The yelling scared me awake, and I spun around in the darkness to see who was yelling my name. The candle melted away and was gone when I looked at where I had placed it. I was lost in the dark again. I shuffled my hands around the wooden floor to find the matches, but they weren't where I'd left them. I frantically looked for them, and my heartbeat grew faster as the yelling got louder. I found a match sitting by itself, and when I lit it, I saw the best thing in the world, a door. I saw the creases and handle. I ran forward toward the door with a newfound hope. I didn't care if the only match I had was about to go out. 
That door gave me such a good feeling. I almost knew it would bring me to my freedom and family. I could hear yelling on the other side of the door, and I slowly reached for the handle that loomed above my eyes. I jiggled it, but the door wouldn't budge. The yelling stopped for a moment. I banged against the door and yelled for help. The yelling grew until the door itself shook. My heart jumped. The door burst open and my dad stood there with tears streaming down his face. I hugged him with all my might and he hugged me back, almost crushing me. Why were you in here, Danny? Dad asked as we hugged. You were gone for so long. My dog ran in here, Dad. I didn't want to lose him and be irresponsible. I could hear him chuckle, and then he answered, That's a good job, but how come you never came home? The door wasn't locked or stuck when I opened it. I looked back to the room and said, The door disappeared, and then these creatures, they helped me, Dad. I think they were the ones that gave me the matches. What? You had matches? Well, I did burn my hand with one of them, but what about the creatures that were there with me? My dad went into the room as I waited in the doorway, almost afraid to go back in and be trapped again. He used his flashlight to see into the darkness that was their home, and then I lost track of the light as if the darkness had swallowed him up. The fear in my heart started to grow again as I stood there for what felt like forever. I yelled for my dad, but he didn't answer. I yelled again, but still no reply. I didn't want to go back in, but I also didn't want to lose my dad. My emotions were conflicted as I stood there and looked to the light of a new morning and the darkness of the room. Which path should I choose? Danny? My dad yelled from within the room. There's nothing else in here besides old marbles and broken glass. Come in and see. I saw his light peek out from what looked like a corner of a shelf. I hesitated to enter but did and ran towards my father's light. He stood looking at a shelf filled with broken pieces of glass and large marbles. Were these the things staring back at me? but they moved whenever I got close. One even growled. I picked up the marbles and stared at the glass. Holding them made me shiver, and I put them back. I felt as if I'd done something I shouldn't have. I pulled my dad's arm toward the door, and he kind of laughed as we exited. You okay, bud? You scared of the dark? I just want to go home. I'm kind of hungry, I said, to make him feel good. But, but it was a lie, and I know that lying is bad. I did it to not just make him feel good, but to try to convince myself that what I said was true, even though I knew in my heart that it wasn't. As we walked through the long hallway towards the exit, I took one last look at the open door that led to the darkness of the room. It felt good to leave that room. Then I saw something that will haunt me forever. A pale hand reached out from the darkness. It was almost transparent. 
Its skin was wrinkled so much that it reminded me of a raisin, and there were little muscles visible beneath the surface. All that was left were bones. It quickly grabbed the door, then slowly closed it, but stopped enough for it to keep its arm out. The arm slinked back into the room for only a moment, but I could see it was holding something furry and brown, kind of like the brown of my dog. It lifted the object up, and I saw the full thing, it was my dog's severed front leg. The sight of it made my face turn white. The pale arm waved the dog's leg in a playful goodbye. Some dog blood dripped onto the fingers. The hand dropped the leg. I watched as the bloody fingers wrote, Thanks, on the wall. I turned away and left the old house, a bundle of different emotions in my head. My father tried to talk to me, but it was all muffled. The image of the ghostly arm was stuck in my head. Did I just help someone? Or did my dog just save me from being eaten? If it's the first one, then I'm sorry to say, but I'm glad the dog went instead of me. Rest in peace, Spot.